What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Local Mash, the podcast. I'm Brad Lyons with Katie Mulvihill. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. We've got a guest tonight that we're super excited about. We've got Mel Crosby here. Yo, yo. How are you, man? I'm great. Thanks again for being here. Sitting yeah. through the, the, the radio interview part. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we're going to talk for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So you've got a new record that's out called Iris. Came out on the 30th of October. Correct. So let's talk a little bit about this. Your last full-length record was in 2018. 2018. Diplopia, right? We've mentioned before on the on the radio show, Richard Daniel produced this whole thing. Right? Produced, mixed, mastered. mastered, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. I want to go back to earlier stuff as well, but what was that process of the last two years? From that last record, meeting up with Daniel, and then getting to this release, or Richard Daniel? It's a whole lot of life living in, in between. <laughs> right. <laughs> in between projects. Uh, you do a lot of learning mm-hmm. and like a lot of, you learn how to put emotion in the records. Sure. You do a lot of that. Yeah. Right on. What was it about that? Uh, you know, we were talking before and you had mentioned you felt like you had a writer's block and I, I wanted to go more into that because I hear that from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did that mean for you when you say writer's block? Because with, uh, when I put Diplopia out, that was... It was kind of me like opening the door as far as like putting emotions into songs. I didn't really know how to do that or where to go with it. And after I put the record out, I didn't, well, it was kind of stuck. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't I had to, I had to learn how to, where to go from there. So mm-hmm. like, I just, I was trying to write songs. I would get, I would be in my room for like an hour trying to write like one song and it just would not come. So when you're at home writing, is it just pad and paper and, and trying to get the lyrics down or do you mess around with the beats as well or? I've tried to produce. It has not gone well. Okay, but, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just me and my phone. I have this weird thing where I have to like sit on the floor like cross-legged. Mm-hmm. I cannot write unless I do that. Yeah. But Everyone's got their thing. That's that's my like process. But I would just sit there and I just have beats that people have sent me and I try to write to them. It just was not coming. Do you feel like it was a, a matter of not being inspired by the beats you were getting or was it you just really felt stuck? I think it was a little bit of both. Um the production wasn't really hitting me the right way. I hadn't really like lived the life that I wanted to write about. So I had to, had to do that as well. I think it's interesting how you said like you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but earlier you were saying about like you were trying to put emotions into songs and like part of that is just figuring out what kind of emotions you have. That's true. That's a whole nother process and then being able to describe them. Yeah. And that's one of the things like what I was saying earlier about this new album that the songs that you sent us off of it you do it in such a good way, super thoughtful. You can tell it's someone who's like spent time with themselves. Yeah. And so even though that two-year process and that writers, I know just from being a writer myself that that sucks so bad and you just want to bang your head in a brick wall, but like it's done a lot for you. And it might not have felt like it at the time, but like what you're putting out now for sure, like you can see the, the growth and the maturity and like, like I said, someone who's just like took time to figure that stuff out on some level. Well, thank you. Yeah, because yeah, Diplopia, well, Diplopia came out October 26th of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I just went through like a really turbulent relationship like a week before that. Yeah. But the song's already made. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't putting them out about what I just had went through. And so just going through that from 2018 to now, and then I could finally like put it into music form. Yeah. But I've been going through. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's one of the things that 
I had written down in notes just from listening to the three tracks that you sent us was it felt like there was a lot of kind of internal struggle yeah. going mm-hmm. on and a lot of like like Katie was saying this kind of self-reflective I got to figure some shit out. Yeah. And I love that about just music in general. Like I'm I'm a lyrics guy. I always have been. Yeah. I connect to that just as much as I do the actual music part. And great music in general, but especially great hip hop and rap, I think, or my favorite, my taste anyway. I love the fun stuff. Yeah. I like, you know what I mean? I do. But the stuff that I connect to, mm-hmm. it was like when I was listening to this stuff, even your last record, when I was listening to it, it was like. What did like, you say your favorite was Happy Mask? Yeah, like Happy Mask. Yeah. Waking up out of the bed. Feeling like sleeping instead, sweat it, I don't feel inspired. I am just tired. Why do I feel like I'm dead? I just been struggling mentally. Hoping that nobody mentions me. I just been feeling so anxious. Thoughts are becoming more dangerous. Now I gotta put a mask on. Hide the pain from my fears around me. And I don't even know what's wrong. Try to cope with my fears around me. And I ain't seen my nephew in about two years. I'm about tired of this. Stress shakes from anxiety. Think I need to see a psychiatrist. Depression. That was one that jumped out to me right away because it was like man these kind of analogies about what to me sounded like almost this is it social not social anxiety but this how you present yourself right and what's really happening versus what you let everyone see Mm -hmm. right yeah i don't know if that's right or not that's that's what i took from it you know what i mean and as someone that that writes as well and also i mean for me personally it made me i deal with anxiety and mm-hmm. depression in my past and yeah. not past. I still deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I felt really connected to that song because of that. Like I felt like good, perfect. You know, the good songs yeah. are the ones that make you feel like I wish I'd written that song. Mm-hmm. That song says or a that lot. I'm not alone. Yeah. yeah That's that. the goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is the goal. There's some other guy out here that feels like this too. Yeah. yeah. That's totally, a, that's probably the biggest part of it to be honest with you. Yeah. The not alone part. But it does seem to be a, a thread that runs through that. So if it's not too personal, like when you're sitting there, you know, cross-legged, <laughs> you know, like yeah. what what is it that you're, this is the stuff I'm interested in. Is it kind of a stream of conscious? And I know there's not probably one way you do everything, right? But mm-hmm. is it a kind of a stream of consciousness kind of thing where you're just jotting stuff down? Like how does, it, where does it start for you? When I hear the beat, if like if I have lyrics coming, like I'll have to like kind of tap on my leg, and each tap is like, I guess like a syllable, mm-hmm. and I just like try to like put words to the syllables as I'm tapping. So I write, I write pretty quick. Like, like none of the songs took over like 45 minutes to an hour to write. But Good lord, get out of here! Great. But, We're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but when it strikes like that, yeah, I mean, it does. that doesn't happen to me all the time. But yeah. when it does, it feels so great. Yeah, feels like you're really hitting on something. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, that was one of the things, too, going back to the, the writing. Which song was it? Yeah, like Dahlia.
I love that that's so short too. I did too. Yeah. Let me tell you, like, there's something so cool about people not overdoing something. Right. Like just letting it be what it is. And like, what is it, a minute and a half? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I loved it. It's just this yeah. little vignette. And it was like, yeah. great. I was like, yes. Man, I love short songs. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. if you don't have anything else to say, don't. Yeah, just cap it off there. Yeah. Leave people wanting more. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Wanting yeah, to listen to the song again. Mm-hmm. But going back to the, what you're talking about, kind of, you know, tapping on your leg to kind of find the, the yeah. phrasing or whatever. But stuff like Dahlia stuck out to me, too, because it's got that, like, triplet it's like a triplet groove yeah. that your your vocal is doing on top of this really straight kind of mm, right, straight yeah. drum groove. You know what I mean? And yeah. It leaves so much space for the tone of your voice and mm-hmm. what you're saying. Um, what was that song like putting it together? Do you remember? I remember cause we were. I was with Richard, and we were on the way back from Huntsville to film a vid of a music video for one of our other friends. Mm-hmm. And he, like, the beat was kind of, like, half-made. He had started it, like, earlier that day. And he was just playing it in the car as we were pulling up. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, oh, it's just the beat I was messing with. I was like, no, send me this. Right. <laughs> and he was like, well, we can go to my house right now and record. And I was like, oh, okay, let's let's do it. So we went to his house. We started drinking. I definitely got intoxicated. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs were made like that. <laughs> I was definitely drunk when I made Dollar. <laughs> but <laughs> Dude, been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so he, just, he was like fixing the beat he was adding more stuff to it and i wrote it dahlia was the fastest one i think that one was like 30 minutes it's great man <laughs> talk about panic Homies drink some tea, it's for the free off the dome. Can't see straight, get sit home alone. Might just light it up with the chrome. Brain won't stop, just look, let it roam. Tranquil thoughts, not one that I own. You don't want no static, it's a panic at the disco. Shorty on the floor, popping ass like some Crisco. You know who it is, so you know just how the shit go. We got what you need, if you ever feel a need. Don't panic, drink some. Don't panic, smoke some. Don't Panic was panic was fun. Uh, I almost didn't put a second verse on Panic. Um, he started the beat as soon as I as soon as I like got to his house, mm-hmm. and it was it was sort of like Dahlia. We started drinking again. I was really really anxious when I made Panic, mm. and I wanted to like mm. make a song that sounded like a Panic Attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you did it in a way that is still like musical and not it's not stressful to listen to. Yeah. No. But it's it's got that kind of like it definitely pumped me up for sure. Okay, like, good. Yeah, was, yeah, for yeah. sure. Good. And what about I got the other one you let us hear was am I gonna say this right? Malima? Malima, yeah. It is Malima. What's that about? I can't think it's my soul fractured. I yearn past you gotta give me my baby. Slow dance with these dark thoughts so we repot and you scatter the days. Doing with the pedals and carry emotions like pollen polluting the mind of my pilot. Keep going, we might just end up at a stop. I love it and that's why I need you to try. Focus, I'ma just keep it a brick. She cleansing my song when she save us a gift. Wrapping it back with the fire desire. But when it should stop, it just feel like a riff. Moses divided the sea, undividing the tea. Cause little baby, she need her seal. Running like I can keep up with the finish. The tree for the light, you be stuck on the pin. Druggy like home, I guess I'm a descendant. No crying for help, cause your boy independent. Baby, bring me the 
it poppin' if I ain't with Richard Gotta consider my liver, my nigga Gotta get rid of this sin in my nigga Frame it up so you might get the picture Kalima is about, um kind of like soul cleansing mm-hmm. i love like, that i love yeah. the girl vocals like because when she first came in when you were rapping and then like her little background vocals and i thought okay this is really cool she's just probably gonna do this throughout yeah and then she does her own verse right your soul's fractured i got the splint and the power to heal if you let me in speak a little kenny out in your mix black sugar baby you know what it is take a gander this ain't deceiving get your life Got an Avedon, black tea, Mel said this Kenyan, that's what we sip in this lovely evening. Look into my eyes, tell me your sins. I won't judge you, we can both repent. In the morning, in the holy waters, we can say a prayer before we take a dip. Wash away the pain, find another way, used to be the drink. Once upon a time, trusted in the tree, till you found out you can trust in me. Your confidant, bring you closer to God. What's the seed against all the odds? Breathe life inside, anti-oxidized, gotta clear your mind from your heart. oh my god it was so good and the lyrics about like what was about being baptized and then yeah well like oh man it was so good i loved it i was like hell yeah, yeah. It's like, kind of and weird. it's really cool too to see songs like that like i feel like those are probably some of the hardest songs to write about kind of love songs and realistic love songs yeah and that to me sounded like a very realistic yeah, for sure. Love song. I really got who, into that. Who was the female vocal on that? Her name is Kenny Black. Kenny Black. Cool. She's a really good local artist. So talk to me about the collaboration in this town. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Birmingham a little bit yeah. and maybe get into a little bit of your history. So where are you from? Where'd you, where'd you come up? From Birmingham. Cool. Originally, like the west side of Birmingham. Right on. I, this is kind of like my first time branching out and like collaborating with people outside of like my friend group. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, she was she's like the first one really. So how are you hooking up with all these people? Like, how's that happening? Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Lobotomix. Yeah. Oh yeah. When mm-hmm. Lobotomix was like, do I, I met pretty much everyone I know through there. Through there. They're like just going to the shows there, and then when I would have sets, they they tell me what they thought about them, and they'd have sets, do the same thing, tell them what I think about their set, and then we become friends after that. Has Birmingham been a good community overall for that kind of thing? Which oh, you're- for sure. That's the one thing I really like is like everyone's pretty welcoming from my experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty welcoming as far as like collaborating and like making sure the songs that you make are good. Right. Because this is one thing about Birmingham. They will tell you if the song's bad or like. <laughs> it's true. That's why there's such good music coming out. I think you have to have that kind of mix of healthy competition and I don't know, just thicker skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's so hard. We do something that's so personal, but to get better, you have to hear the stuff you don't want to hear. True. And yeah. like, take it in and actually think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know right now there's not much going on, obviously, in the way of shows and all that kind of stuff. But what's it been like? I've always been curious about hip hop in Birmingham as far as shows go. Yeah. Right. Like, what's your experience been i guess with venues and what are the venues that you like playing in in a town like birmingham my favorite was the syndicate lounge yeah that was open. man mm-hmm. i love syndicate uh that was a really good venue uh afterwards saturn is a really fun venue to perform at uh there's the firehouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's that's really like the main ones uh sometimes black market mm-hmm. oh right on yeah yeah i didn't think about that 
Yeah, but uh, most notably, well, not notably, but uh, frequently is the Firehouse. That's where yeah. most of the hip hop yeah. shows happen now. Yeah, kind of seems to take the place of you know, it's Bottle Tree first. I feel like, yeah, and then Syndicate, and they all three kind of represented this this place where artists can go and figure their shit out, right? Mm-hmm. With like low consequence, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. You haven't asked to fill a place like Saturn or something like that, where there's like production costs and it really mm. matters more if you're putting you know selling tickets and stuff right. whereas firehouse whether you're doing hip-hop whether you're doing singer songwriter whether you're in a dirty punk band whatever mm. it's just this intimate yeah hole in the wall place that feels comfortable to just kind of like let loose and figure stuff out yeah because we need places like that that's how you get good and you can play the bigger places. Right. Yeah. Right. And a city, I feel like musically can't survive without those, That's those small people would say kind of shitty venues. <laughs> I don't see it that way. Yeah. Obviously, I think but. it's really cool too with, with firehouse. Like as someone going to watch a show there, the coolest thing is like, it's, there's no ego in it. Right. Like as a listener coming in, I feel like everyone kind of lets down because you have to like almost hop a fence to get in there. <laughs> sure. It's like, it's like hidden. No, there's no acting cool after you do that right, walk right. into the firehouse. So it's it's kind of cool too because I feel like it eases the artist and also the people coming to listen. I feel the same way about the Max Stern Lounge. Like right. that's one of those places too. Like once you get in there, you kind of like all the nervousness for me just like melts away and you're sitting next on the floor next to someone you didn't know, but now you're like, buds. Mm-hmm. and right. so like, I think that's the first time I met you yeah. was I went to go see Richard Daniel play at um, the Max Stern Lounge show. And so, yeah, that was a great night. Oh yeah. Speaking of being intoxicated, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think I cried. I think I was literally sitting on the floor cause I got there late and the place was packed and I was sitting on the floor with a bottle of wine between my legs and mm. I just was crying. Just it's the best way. Sitting there crying. Listening <laughs> That's to how you Daniel. do it. <laughs> just fucking feeling all the feelings. I was. I was. I was real mouthy that night too. I felt bad. I had to apologize to a couple of people. <laughs> I was just I was just messing with the people that were performing, but So evidently you write great music when you get drunk and she yeah. just mouths off. I do. <laughs> That's what I've learned from this interview so far. Everybody's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't take me anywhere. <laughs> So I was curious, too, um, about influences for you. You know, like what at what point in your life did you feel like this was something that you could do? And who are the people you look back and kind of think, I probably started doing this because of listening to these people, you know? Yeah, definitely my biggest influence is Kid Cudi. Oh, mm. cool. For sure. Yeah. Because in high school, I just... Just like for a time, I just really cared about what everybody thought, and like I was depressed all the time, and I was anxious, and I just I didn't have anyone really to like be that person and be like, hey, you know, you can define what's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to worry about people think they're not. I mean, people are gonna think, but they're gonna think anyway. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well do what you want. So Cuddy was that person for me. He's always been that person for me. That's cool, man. That makes total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who else? Uh, before he went crazy. Uh, Kanye, Kanye, man, <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. That's been super disappointing for me because I was Same. actually a fan of him, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of him, but man, back in those early days when he was doing more of the production, right before he kind of came out as an artist, and then the beginning, those first however many years of him as an artist, 
was some really brilliant shit, man. Yeah, it was. That Kanye and Jay Z record and mm. like all that yeah. shit, man. Yeah. Who else? Uh, besides them, those are the really big like I guess influences on my music. Mm-hmm. I guess you may be able to hear uh, the Cool Kids. Okay. Also, I love the Cool Kids. Uh, that's probably it. I'm gonna ask you this. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Yeah. But I was reading something the other day, and it was saying that like rap music right now is like what protest songs were in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Like I feel like people are like, where are all the protest songs? And it's like, well, listen to rap music. And then you yeah. can find them. They're here. I and like that. The song that you and Richard Daniel put out together. Yeah. Right before you announced the release of this record. Um, this is ACAP freestyle. Okay, ACAP. <laughs> Listen to that song. First of all, it's a fucking great song. Thank you. And uh, I loved it. But is there like a story behind that? Or did y'all just come up like, I think you kind of alluded to there being something that like an, something that had happened. Uh, Well, we had finished the album and I wanted just like a kind of like a, not a throwaway, but just like a song to put out mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I'm about to drop something soon. Yeah. And I didn't really know like what direction to go with it because I was kind of burnt out on the songs he made. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up randomly getting arrested like a week after that. Oh, man. It was for like a like an old parking ticket that I had forgotten about. Oh, God. And I figured he was going to be like, hey, go pay your parking ticket. But I legit got like I put in handcuffs, I got strip searched. Oh, my God. Like wow. I, He threw me in the cell. Like I was in there for maybe Jesus like Christ. three, four hours. Mm. I was like, man, like this, this is not supposed to happen over a parking ticket no. <laughs> or whatever. I was just really frustrated. So my, my manager ended up bailing me out. And then like oh. I called Richard. I was yelling at him on the phone about it for maybe <laughs> like like 30 minutes just pissed as hell. Yeah. Oh, man. And he was like, you know what? Let's put some of this emotion into a song. Mm-hmm. And so I, just went, we I went to his house and we just. Well, y'all did it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was you. great. It was so good. Thank you. Yeah. Man. How He's got mad again. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, man. I want to go back to you working with Richard just because I'm a big fan of his and he's been on the show before. How, I mean, was it an automatic thing? You guys feeling comfortable writing together that way? Because that can be a very intimate thing. And yeah. especially with what you're describing, like you're using this, it seems to be as a as a way to process who you are, what your life's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff I hear. Was it, was it an easy um, kind of pairing for you guys or did you have to work at it for a while? It was semi easy. Like it, before it wasn't just cause I wouldn't let it be. I'm like a really, really mm-hmm. prideful person. Okay. So like I've been like kind of competing with him in my head since maybe like 2014. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And I don't even rap. Right. <laughs> Right. So like it, like since I ever like started rapping, I've been trying to make like songs better than him. Like each time I put him out, yeah. and mm-hmm. in my head he keeps winning. Mm-hmm. So like I wouldn't let it really happen until I like won in my head, and then one day I was like, you know, what, let's just make good music. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to go, man. I mean, I feel like on some level, every artist, musician, whatever, kind of has to go through that realization. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you were kind of saying it earlier, not to beat a dead horse, but it's kind of that I am who I am mm-hmm. in right. some ways, you know, on the basic levels, I can't change that. Right. Yeah. And so 
fuck it. If I, it's the, there you go. The cliche yeah. where it's like, <laughs> if I can't beat them, join them. Yeah. You know? And yeah, the cool exactly. Thing, yeah. The cool thing about it is in the prod switches to drive. Right. And it's not prideful anymore. It's just you're both encouraging and pushing each other to like do better. Yeah. And it's not like a competition anymore. It's just like someone who really pushes you and you can do the same for them. And yeah, yeah. it's like a while, but we got there. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you did for the yeah. rest of us. We're yeah. all very glad. Thank you. <laughs> so this record is out. And are you one of those people that's already thinking about the next one? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, because it's usually one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's never like, it's it's always like, no, I'm not doing shit yeah. for a while. Yeah. Letting it rest. And then some people are like, I've already written five more songs. You know? Yeah. I'm going to let it breathe for a minute. Um, I mean, which, I mean, I'll say that. And then Richard will probably be like, hey, I just made this beat and I'll probably go over there and make another mm-hmm. song. Yeah. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. you'd mentioned before, after Diplopia, you were in this kind of writer's block sound like you're doing a lot of searching just in your life and your personal life. How do you feel you're going to go into the, the next one? Like, do you feel a sense of kind of freedom and confidence after doing this record or? Yeah, I feel a, like a sense of clarity kind of from this one. Cause I kind of felt like not necessarily in a fog, but mm-hmm. like this one is just like a kind of like a fog of emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the next one, I feel like I'll be able to maybe articulate it better. What do you mean by that? I, like, how could you articulate better? Like, it's kind of like you, what uh, what you were saying about like when you when you write songs, like if it's like kind of like ramblings in your mind. Mm-hmm. This is what this uh, Iris kind of felt like, just like letting my mind just like go, right? And mm-hmm. just like just putting it in song form. Maybe I'll be able to. I don't know, maybe do it sharper next time or something. Yeah, a little like more that. methodical. Yeah. More of a craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of started off, I was always too chicken to write my own songs, but I would mm-hmm. write with other people. And oh, I would just gotcha. stay away from the lyric and the melody unless they need a little bit of help. Yeah. But I was really good at writing the music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I went through this rough period in life and it just kind of forced me to, I couldn't help it. I was just going home at night with a bottle of wine. <laughs> Or a bottle of whiskey and just writing. And I'd never done that before. And in my head, it was like, I can't afford to go to therapy. So maybe this will help. And no one's ever going to hear these songs, right? And I just start. It was like one after another, after another, after another. And then I got that batch out. And I kind of felt like, oh, this might be a record or something just for myself. And then I felt like I couldn't write anymore. Does it make any sense? Because yeah. I'd done it so quickly and without thinking about it. And then I was like, oh, now I'm going to sit down and write. Right. And I wasn't looking at it like that before. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't write anything. Yeah. Have you ever felt that kind of experience, like those ups and downs as being a writer? Oh, definitely. How do you get through them? Or how have you? For me, um, which actually I got advice on how to deal with it from, uh, I don't know if you know, Jack Harlow. I know that name. Why do I know the name? He, he's got a really popular song. It's called What's Poppin'. Okay, whatever. cool. I met him a few years ago at a show he did in Birmingham, oh. and he was talking about, like, he went through this really big, like, block. Like, he didn't know how to, like, kind of get through the ebb and flow. Like, I'm going to write a song fully or, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be able to do it. And he said the best thing to do is just not really think about it and just do it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. I mean, for me, anyway, that's what got me out of it was just stop to stop thinking like I think I was thinking of it like every 
idea. I had to have it done right then. It had to be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't work like that most mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. Which I think art, when you start thinking about art like a job, that's when it starts getting bad. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd never thought about that. That's probably what was going on in my head. I yeah. was thinking of it like work, like something mm -hmm. I had to get done yeah. instead of something that was just happening. Yeah. Know? One thing I wanted to ask you about as well is that I feel like a lot of the hip hop records I've always listened to listened to seem to, um, and I understand it by nature, have lots of producers. Like if there's 11 songs, there's probably eight producers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right, yeah. I remember back in the day, it was like, okay, uh, Timbaland produced these four songs mm -hmm. that right. were the singles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then some other guys that were great, whatever, did the rest of the stuff. Was this, it's, it seems abnormal to me to have one producer for a record like this. Yeah. Some of my favorite records are just like rapper producer, just, mm -hmm. just one to one. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always wanted to do that. Cause like my other ones, they're, they're not one rapper. One producer is usually like three to four. Mm -hmm. but this one like i just really wanted to be like me and richard just lock in and just make a project that's cool yeah, yeah. do you think you'll continue doing that or yeah uh, i'm not sure if the next one will be that because there's a lot of producers that want to work yeah but mm -hmm. uh that's definitely my favorite way to do you it. like the one-to-one -one. yeah well do you have anything else i'm trying to think I, normal... tell people where you can find yeah find you uh you can find me on well you mean like the music or me yeah, either one. <laughs> Whoever you want to find you. <laughs> Will you please give us your address? Right now? <laughs> Social security number. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram, Mel X Crosby. Uh, really and that's anywhere. With a Z. And not with a Z, an S. not an S, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you find me on Facebook, Mel Crosby with a Z. Uh, my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you can find music. Mm -hmm. Cool. And put it there, yeah. Awesome. We'll also be playing it on the show. Yeah, keep sending stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thanks again for your time. Thank yeah. you for having you were me. Nice, he was nice enough to come here after a long day of work. <laughs> yes, thank um, you so much. And still sit down and talk with us. So we really appreciate it. And again, uh, the record Iris is out right now. Go check that out. Mm -hmm. But there's also Diplopia. And what was there's an e was there a single or an EP before Diplopia? It's called the Free TEP. There we go. Yeah. So all that stuff's up, and it's all worth checking out. So. Listen to that while you or when you listen to the new record. And thanks for coming and can't wait to have yeah. you back, man. Thank you for having me. No problem. Absolutely.